Nerds! ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I don't know if I trust any Chris that spells it with a K. And Eric Fry. Shut up. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in uh, out there. Uh, what's happening here on this uh, Taco Tuesday, Twisted Tuesday, whatever you want this Tuesday to be. We're here to celebrate with you. We, of course, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, back live in a studio. And uh, this is the starting lineup, and we're hanging out with you until the noon hour here on ESPN Radio of 98.9. Coming up here on the uh, program, of course, we're going to hit up on uh, some uh, local sports that happened uh, last night. Girls uh, basketball winding down regular season, start of the last week of regular season action. We'll tell you about what happened uh, last night, a couple of uh, significant uh, wins last night to uh, start off uh, the uh, final week of the regular season. So we'll get up on that. And I kind of ran through uh, the uh, brackets yesterday. So uh, let's take a a more uh, deeper look into those. Hopefully I can uh, spend a little bit more uh, time on those uh, girls postseason brackets uh, coming up and get you set for the schedules and win everything and who uh, they all play and whatnot. So uh, we'll take a look at that. We'll also uh, hit up on uh, some other basketball, college basketball, NBA action, and uh, also we'll get to some other national sports as well. It's uh, still we're once, one step closer, one day closer to uh, the uh, kickoff of the uh, Super Bowl. And uh, so we might take a look at uh, some things there. The big and, game. And uh, the big game. I'm sorry. And also, uh, Sean Payton yesterday was uh, in Denver, stepped foot in the facilities, and he's putting his foot down on Russell Wilson. And uh, so we'll hit up on that. And of course, uh, Eric's countdown it continues of a NASCAR a top 75 moments, counting down to a Daytona. And he's got five more for you and uh, so that's coming up in uh, the uh, podcast so uh, stick around uh, for that as we continue uh, the countdown uh, there and of course whatever we don't get to here in the terrestrial show we get to in some sort of fashion in the podcast of course you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast itunes spotify our website fmradio.com look us up and uh, hit us a uh, like on uh, facebook the starting lineup 98.9 of the uh, game give us a follow over on uh, twitter as well and uh, i 
speaking of podcasts, we upload all of the uh, basketball games to our podcast feed on, on the website. All you just got to do is find that podcast tab and uh, click on that, and we'll have all the, uh, as well as all of our episodes, we'll have uh, the games up there as well. If you want to take a listen to that uh, exciting Nokomis game uh, the other night, it's up on there, and uh, all the rest of the games in the archives as well. You can take a listen to uh, there in if you're bored. So we can do and check it out. So, uh, all right, we got a lot to get to here today. Like always, it really seems like an hour goes by way too yes. quickly, and uh, so uh, we need to hit this up and we need to start it. And uh, let's kick it off with what we always do, and that is first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in uh, College of Basketball, and we thought we were going to have a, an Illini basketball game uh, tonight against the uh, Golden Gophers, but it's just not going to happen. I had done research. I was all prepped. I had numbers. I had facts and mm, figures. Well, that was the problem. We started doing research. Well, that is the problem. You jinxed it. I guess so. Minnesota, what are you doing? <laughs> All right, uh, the game had to be uh, postponed. Obviously, a Big Ten game. Uh, they have to make this up, and we did get the reschedule uh, date. But uh, Minnesota going uh, through some injuries, as well as uh, I guess we're still talking about this in 2023. Uh, COVID-19 health and safety protocols within the uh, Minnesota program has uh, postponed the game that was supposed to happen uh, tonight at the uh, State Farm Center. And all tickets, of course, uh, for this uh, game that was supposed to happen and tonight will be valid for the new date and time there of course but uh yeah so uh the uh, uh Illini, you know thought we were gonna have a game tonight and uh thanks to uh minnesota dealing with some health and safety protocols it is not going to happen tonight such a disappointment i mean you know illinois was ready to you know beat up on some golden gophers kind of take out some of their their anger on that iowa loss and uh instead it won't happen all right it won't happen uh the big nope not tonight but we do know it'll happen in a couple weeks uh the big 10 requires a minimum of seven scholarship players to be able to play a game minnesota was down to eight players in their recent game on saturday it was an 81 46 loss to uh, maryland and uh, the gophers had made the decision after practice on monday the gophers were hopeful that uh, uh, dawson garcia may be able to play and may be able to return from his leg injury that kept him out of the past four games but appears he will not be ready to go thus the gophers will be short of the required number of available scholarship players so that is why the cancellation or the postponement of the game so uh not enough healthy players and they're already down to eight it's, at the game on saturday it's just frustrating hmm. it's just Man. frustrating yeah, and this is, uh, now let's be clear. This isn't the first time this season this has happened. Yeah, we've talked about it. A it's couple happened times. in the Big Ten already yeah. with Northwestern. Big Ten, I think you know some some top twenty five teams as well as had to cancel some games or postpone games as well mm-hmm. uh, from across the the country. Like it's happening, but my question is why? Why is it happening? I don't remember it being an issue before of not enough healthy players to play. Mm-hmm. That that to me that felt like it would have been a a headline somewhere that a sure. major college institute 
does not have enough basketball players to play a game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it happened in the women's basketball yeah. ranks. Yeah. Um, well, like then UConn. Yeah. They UConn. have some mm-hmm. has some problems fielding enough healthy players. And I, I just don't get how that happens. Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess either. I guess the key word there that we we need to focus in on is scholarship players, because I'm wondering if you have walk-ons if those don't count. Yeah. Or, or something along those lines. I I don't know. I just. To me, I just I just can't imagine not having enough players to play a game. Right? Yeah, that so. is hard to fathom. Bob, uh, we've seen we've seen games at the high school level where you know there's only four guys out on the court. Now that's because injuries and then people fouling out and they're at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's rare. Yeah, it doesn't happen too it often. It doesn't happen but... very often, but it does happen. It, could happen, it makes yeah. me wonder, is there something like this at a high school level that the IHSA has or is starting to look at since this, I guess, is becoming more prevalent? Well, my whole thing is, uh, you know, since it's the to uh, COVID health and safety protocols, and, you know, you've kind of we've kind of gone away uh, from this. Are they still testing players like I mean, not daily, obviously, but are they still testing players at, at some point? Because I, I think that's what differentiates from college basketball and high school nobody's testing at high school ihsa uh, but are they still testing at the college basketball level or are they still testing at the pro level i don't know i don't know that's a that's a great question so, and great observation so I, I i don't know i wish we had those answers yeah um, i mean i wouldn't think so in 2023 but i don't i not i didn't sure think we'd have stuff getting canceled still right yeah and we obviously oh it, i ponder Mm-hmm. Now, this is uh, going to become a problem both for uh, the uh, Illini program and the uh, Gophers uh, program when they do uh, decide to uh, resume the game. And uh, they uh, did announce uh, not too long after that that uh, only a couple of open dates would have worked for Illinois. And uh, so one of those open dates was on a Monday, February 20th, and that's end up what Illinois, Minnesota, and the Big Ten agreed upon to the rescheduled date. So it's supposed to be tonight. But now it will be rescheduled on Monday, February 20th at 8 o'clock. And uh, that will be uh, the tip-off of the game. So go figure, another 8 o'clock tip. And uh, it'll be uh, there at the uh, State Farm Center. And, of course, we'll have coverage for you right here on 98.9 for all of that. 7 o'clock will be uh, the uh, pregame here on 98.9. And this is going to become a a problem both for the uh, Gophers as uh, due to uh, the uh, scheduling now. uh, They're going to play four games in a seven-game span. And uh, they're going to start against Michigan State on the 15th. Then they'll face Penn State at home on the 18th. Then they'll travel to Illinois on the 20th, and then they're at Maryland on the 22nd. So an absolutely brutal four-game stretch in seven days for uh, the Golden Gophers because, you know, you got to travel to Michigan State, Illinois, and Maryland, and then you got to squeeze in a home game there with Pitt State. And it, it stinks, but, again, Oof. it's a it's a conference game. you gotta you got to yep. find some way to make it up. It just I, – I feel bad. You know, that's where – I think you're more likely to get in even more trouble, Travis, because, again, the COVID thing will kind of subside. Mm-hmm. But if these players are not getting healthy enough due to injuries, playing four games in seven days is not going to help them heal any faster. Not going to help it. And also it's going to make you a risk of uh, injuries, more injuries more. So so I don't understand why. 
Like, like I get why. you mm, got to get those games Got to get it in, and there's not a lot of time left on the schedule. I think this is part of the problem, and, and you know, we can, we can look and argue all we want about it. Part of the problem with having your conference scheduled at the very end of the season is because if something is to happen, you don't have time to make these most important games up. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that right out of the gate we should be doing all Big Ten games. That's I, I don't want that. But I think there has to be some sort of a balance a little bit to where you have some wiggle room for a situation like this, especially if it's going to become more prevalent. Right. To where teams aren't playing four games in seven days. Because mm-hmm. that's that's hard on pro athletes, let alone college athletes. Right. Who, by the way, are supposed to still be college in college as well, studying. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. That, that's also a part of it as well. So that's a very uh, valid point. And said they're going to be in Michigan State, Maryland, and Illinois, and try to fit in another game. Yeah. And so. and then uh, that's on the Minnesota side. Illinois is going to have a log jam on their schedule as well. We already talked about in a couple weeks ago about uh, being 14 straight days or 19 straight days or whatever it was without a day off and a. Uh, Illini, they're going to squeeze in four games in nine days as they'll travel to Indiana on February 18th. We'll come back home on February 20th for the Minnesota game. And then also uh, Northwestern will be in Champaign February 23rd. And then uh, the Illini will travel to Ohio State on February 26th. So four games in nine days, not quite four games in um Four games in seven days, and uh, let's see, uh, you at least have two home games in there, whereas Minnesota only has that one home game there. You just have to make some travel to Mm -hmm. Indiana and Ohio State uh, there. And it's important because uh, Illinois still uh, has a shot, has the uh, double bye and that log jam of the Big Ten uh, up there with uh, everybody being 7-5. and So uh, it's going to be down the stretch, four games in nine days for the Illini as they battle for that uh, double bye in the Big Ten tournament coming up. Which, again, is just going to put them behind, you know, the, the rest of the year after that because of all those games. Like, it's just and, – and we've seen Coach Underwood, this is not a deep team. This is not a deep bench. It's a lot of minutes in a, in a week time. For those mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, as I was say, maybe it's a good thing that uh, Goody obviously wasn't in uniform on Iowa. That's why we lost because Goody didn't play uh, of course, at, yes, at all. And uh, so he was out in warm up. So maybe him getting back at some point during that stretch possibly may help. But, you know, he's just coming back from injury. Right, so he's not going to play. Him. He's yeah, not going to play a full he's game. He's not going to play a lot. So, so maybe that's been valid. Yeah, it, it's it's just, you know, we, we've talked about it. there have been games where Illinois has eight guys and that's it. That's all it plays. Right, yeah, I was going to say that's who they used on Saturday. Yeah, I think. so when you're playing, you know, four games in nine days, you are going to need some more guys. Right. Yeah, so a no Illini game tonight. So the next one, mm-hmm. uh, they'll be in action uh uh, is on Saturday, and uh, they're going to be hosting number 24 Rutgers there, and uh, then they'll go on the road on Penn State on Tuesday. But next game is going to be Saturday against Rutgers. Thank now. goodness we're hosting. That's all <laughs> yes. I'm saying. Thank goodness we're hosting. Sure, yes. Definitely don't want to go to uh, the Iraq. Uh, tough place to play there. So uh, Saturday is the next home game uh, for the Illini, and the Minnesota game rescheduled to a Monday, uh, February 20th. All right, uh, so we'll, we'll step away and take our first break, and then we'll return and talking some local basketball, high school girls basketball from last night, and get you set for the schedule for boys basketball this evening. And that's coming up next. 
the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Oh, want better visibility to get you through the winter? A new pair of premium wipers can help. Right now, you can earn a $10 bonus reward when you buy a pair of Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades. See better and stay safe on the road all winter long. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. It's the final days to save big store-wide at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Right now, get deals on select major appliances and take home what you buy same day. And save an additional 10% on all in-store clearance appliances. Plus, get savings on even more items across the store, like up to 40% off select bathroom products. Hurry and head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Exclusions apply. While supplies last, selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Valid 126 through 28. Why do challenge flags only exist in football? Think how useful they'd be in real life. Like when you're positive it's not your turn to walk the dog. Challenge flag. The neighbor's kid says it wasn't their ball that dented your car door. Challenge flag. Your friend paid you back, but you definitely don't remember that. Boom. Challenge flag. Imagine settling a disagreement with an instant replay. Why isn't the world like that? I guess it's because it's technically impossible. But it's nice to dream about. You know one thing no one would ever challenge? Protecting your home and auto with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. This needs to go to Parkville by three. Joy to the holiday packages that keep coming at Jimenez Couriers. Coming your way, but the drop-off location is changing. She needs delivery drivers with the gift of punctuality. Anyone looking to pick up some overtime? Anyone? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. And now, shut up. I'm so tired of spoiled, privileged kids thinking that they deserve something. They don't deserve anything. You earn it. Shut up. With your 256,000 signatures, who gives a crap? They're most probably bots anyways. The starting lineup. Hi, my name is Eric. And I live in Aurora, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Aurora. Excellent. I've had plenty of day jobs. Nothing I'd call a career. I'll say this. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. It's from Wayne's World. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? On 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9, the game ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports uh, that happened uh, last night and high school girls uh, basketball uh, from yesterday. And uh, let's start off with the uh, first uh, bullet point there, a game that you heard over on uh, Jack FM as it was uh, the uh, Griffins of uh, Father McGivney. They uh, defeated Altamana 62-37. Father McGivney got off to an amazing start, and then uh, they uh, carried that off to a big first quarter lead and then a big halftime lead as well. And uh, so Altamana kind of got put in a hole early on against the talented Griffins, and uh, Father McGivney ended up winning this one by a wide margin, 62-37. to Yeah, and Altamana just could never get the offense going in that uh, first half. Travis, they trailed the half 34. To nine, mm. had a two-point quarter in the second yeah. quarter. So as a team in that first half, they were two of fifteen from the field. That's you're, you're not going to win a lot of games. It doesn't matter who you're against if you're shooting sure. two of fifteen from the field. Yeah. Uh, on a positive note, they were four for four from the free throw line in the first half. So that's you know getting to the line and and getting you know taking care of business there. But unfortunately, just uh, not enough for Altamont. They, the second half was better. They came out and outscored. Um, well, they came close to outscoring Father McGivney in the third and the fourth quarters, but they dug themselves such a big hole in that first half. There was nothing that they can do. And so, uh, you know, talking with Coach Post game, you know, she said, right now our focus is on Saturday. That's what our focus on. Yes, we're going to go to Paris. We're going to play Paris, but we're focused on Saturday. That is, that is the main thing because when regionals start, everyone's zero and zero. Right, yeah. And so that's that's their goal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice last night. They dubbed it Remy Night as it was senior night for Altamont. And Remington Miller, the only senior on the, the team. Senior, that's so right. they, they called it Remy Night instead of senior night last night. So <laughs> uh, it, it was – she tried. She just could not get a basket to go in last night. And it was, you know, one of those things where it's like, I if there's one person you wanted on the team to get a basket, it was Remington Miller. But uh, still, she uh, – Came up and talked to us post game, and uh, you know it was. Uh, you could tell how much she appreciated uh, the support of the fans that were there, of her teammates. You know, she she told me point blank, she's like, I didn't think I was coming back after the knee injury. Yeah, she's like, I, I thought I thought it was done. Mm-hmm. And she also said that she didn't like playing basketball, like she wasn't a fan of basketball. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you played it for four years. She's like, yeah, it kind of got me, and I, I just kept playing, but. She she seems like she's got a good head on her shoulder and wish her the best in her future. And um, but the team last night, you know, Skyly Klein had 13 points to to lead Altamont. Lurkins had nine. Other than that, no one had more than five points. It was just a little bit too much from uh, the Father McGivney side on both ends of the floor. They're a very long, very tall, very mm-hmm. athletic team. And as Coach said, basically they were they were you know. Picking off passes, and before Altamont had a chance, there was someone already all the way down on the other end for for the the layup. Yeah, and it's just too many fast break baskets, especially when you have twenty three turnovers. Mm. You're gonna get a lot of transition baskets. Yeah, so uh, talented squad, twenty seven and a three. Uh, they are Travis, overall since December tenth. They've mm. lost two games. Wow, yeah, they're nineteen and two since yeah. December tenth. Altamont on the flip side has lost now nine in a row. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I know that they beat Nokomis not yep. too long ago as well, and that's who uh, they fell to on Friday. Yep, I, uh, did Altamont. As I said when we were wrapping up the broadcast, I think this Father McGivney team, if you are looking to get far, teams in our area, you may have to cross them off your list if you want to try and 
and get super far. I know they're in a different sectional than us, but you start talking about supers and and state, they may be a team you may have to contend with at some point down the road if you're an area team. Right, yeah, and uh, so uh, they will be uh, participating as a two-seed there in the Edwardsville Metro East Lutheran. Uh, that's a mouthful. They're, they're the two-seed uh, there, and uh, they'll start their um, quest in Monday uh, there to face either Mount Olive or a Bunker Hill there, and then they'll go to uh, the Jacksonville Route or Route Super Sectional uh, there, and uh, they're all the way up at the uh, very top uh, there of some of our area teams, but yeah, and I didn't. I guess yeah, it, it's at Paris on Thursday, so that would make sense that it was senior night yep. there last night. Yep. And yeah, it, it was nice to see uh, Remy come back out uh, this season after having such a devastating knee injury, and uh, she was always uh, a problem on the defensive end of a of a defender of a offensive player. Yeah. It just seemed like uh, they couldn't shake her uh, all the time. So. Uh, so that was uh, nice to see uh, yes. senior night, Remy night there on uh, Monday there. Yep. But Altima falling there. Uh, speaking of some other NTC teams who got some uh, big wins last night, and that was uh, St. Anthony as uh, they were impressive last night over Tuscola, 57-37. to uh, And Eric was over there covering uh, that game, so I thought I'd check it out at the Inlow Center, and that's exactly uh, what I did. And uh, St. Anthony off to a great start, and it's kind of reminiscent of how they got off to a great start against Nioga. That's how I felt like uh, St. Anthony, uh, they – uh, seemed like they came in ready to play Tuscola. Maybe they weren't exactly uh, ready uh, to uh, play, and I think this is a good wake-up call for uh, Tuscola. Mm-hmm. If uh, you know something happens like this a week from now, their season's over. And yes, they unfortunately lost the undefeated season last night for the Warriors. But uh, look at it as kind of a wake-up call, right before a regional start. Uh, hey, you know it would have been great for a perfect season, mm-hmm. but. Now we need to reset and say, okay, we need to come here focused every single night because we weren't focused last night. Well, let's start with – I want to start with St. Anthony. Um, sure. Since they lost to Nioga in the conference championship tournament, they have not lost. Mm-hmm. They've beaten everyone pretty handedly in that stretch, including this. I mean, a 20-point victory over an undefeated, undefeated team, team yeah. is an impressive win. Definitely. St. Anthony has a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And they're playing a little angry right now. Yeah, absolutely. The problem, now switching over to the other side, is now you've made Tuscola, I think, a little angry. Guess who you got to get through to get to the sectionals? Mm-hmm. These well, two Tuscola. teams are on a collision course again, Travis. Possibly. You yeah. know, I, I, I just I feel that. I, mm-hmm. I feel we're, we're ready for a round two. And I think Tuscola in this matchup's like, all right. You guys came out, you beat us, you took the undefeated season, you know, a week away. But we'll remember this. Oh, definitely. And we want to face you again. Mm-hmm. So oh, for sure. I, that is one that that you know, if if it happens later on down the road. That will be a game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, St. Anthony, they got off to a great start. They led by eight after one quarter. Uh, they had some uh, big threes by uh, Nancy Ruhal there to get them going. Also, uh, Fear Day had six early points as well. And uh, Rios also had a three-pointer there in the uh, first quarter. And uh, Vonderheide, when I've uh, seen her play, she's always had some uh, big games there. She had another uh, big one last night. I want to say she had like 18 points in the game for St. Anthony, so she was really big. Uh, and Ruha also hit another a three-pointer there right before 
uh, halftime. And, uh, yeah, St. Anthony just carried it over throughout the game. And uh, those three, the big three of uh, Fear Day, uh, Vauderheide, and Ruhal led the way up for St. Anthony. You know, Ella Boyer was one of the stars for Tuscola. She had a couple of back-to-back threes. Uh, but uh, ultimately, a Tuscola falling undefeated season no more as St. Anthony picks up the impressive win uh, last night uh, there. And they're improved to 24-5. and Tuscola now 28-1 and on the season. I have them down for other action from last night. Uh, another big win from an NTC school as Nioga. They defeated Teutopolis 53-47. to They're on a senior night there for the Nioga Lady Indians. Of course, that fabulous senior class that uh, helped them go to a third place in the state last year. Sydney Richards, uh, she had 23. Uh, Sampson, she had 12 to lead the way uh, for Nioga. T-Town led uh, for the majority of this one after the first quarter, 14-10. At halftime, 32 23 at the third quarter 41 33 but a big 20 to 6 fourth quarter for Nioga gives them the win over the wooden shoes 53 to 47 Richards Hackman and Warman coming up big in the fourth quarter for the Indians uh, there. Teutopolis, they were led by Kaylee Nieberge. She had 24, and she had a three-pointer right at the buzzer to close out the first half, and that was her 1,000th point yep. in her career as well. So uh, congratulations to uh, Kaylee Nieberge there. Uh, Molly Ruhal also had 11 points, but those are the only two double-figure scorers for uh, the shoes. And I noticed in the box score, no Haley Campbell again for Nioga, and a Noah Conkle for Teutopolis as well. I think that's been back-to-back games Conkle has missed uh, there. So uh, we'll see how uh, that goes. But big win over uh, the topless for Nioga. 27-3 overall. T-Town now 24-5. and 1A school beating 2A school. And the March has already, uh, the madness has already begun. And mm-hmm. it's not even March yet. Yeah. Crazy. It's, it's, Travis, this is making, you know, trying to figure out brackets I'll look <laughs> Definitely, for sure. Uh, Cumberland, uh, they defeated Argenta 68-24. It was a North Clay over Robinson. Hey, North Clay picking up a, a big win uh, there over the Maroons. 65-55 to uh, 55. there was the uh, final score in uh, that one. It was Newton over Oblong Palhut, 50-22. It was Mount Zion over Sullivan. Mount Zion now 21-8 and on the season. Kind of get overlooked with uh, Lincoln, how talented uh, they are, but Mount Zion uh, pulls it off against Sullivan. Uh, we also had Olney over Centralia, 38-30. to Decatur Eisenhower over Charleston, 64-14. to Paris picks up win number 25, 25-3, and they improved their record, overall record, to Mattoon, and they defeated Mattoon last night, 60 to 46 and also uh, Tri-County they defeated Blue Ridge last night as well 52 to 17 Tri-County now 7 and 0 looking for a, a perfect uh, Lincoln Prairie Conference regular season record as they close out the year I think they close out against the Cater LSA on Thursday but uh, the Titans they improved to 22 and 6 on the season Eighth grade of boys of basketball. Uh, last night we had uh, some uh, area teams win a sectional championships in uh, Pena. It was FEM Seeger Hart defeating Carrollton uh, St. John 49 uh, to uh, 40. So FEM uh, Sacred Hart uh, sectional champions and uh, they are on to uh, the uh, state tournament. Uh, so congratulations to uh, Sacred Hart, the Shamrocks. Yes. Going all the way to state. Congratulations, definitely. 
uh, uh, Tri-County, basically a Shiloh sectional championship. Mattoon St. John's defeated Champaign, a next generation, 66 through a 30. 66 points. That's a lot. A lot of points for uh, eighth grade. grade. And uh, so uh, they win that one big time, and uh, they're off the state. Class 2A, a Casey sectional, it was a St. Anthony. Uh, they defeated Central A&M in overtime of 42-240. So a St. Anthony advancing to a state there in 2A. And in the uh, Paris Mayo sectional championship, it was Totopolis over Cumberland, 55-27 in 3A. So Totopolis, St. Anthony, Mattoon, St. John, and a Sacred Heart all advancing to the uh, state tournaments there. A lot of area representation. Yes, and state tournament will be February 11th. Uh, Effingham Sacred Saturday. Heart will take on Mattoon, St. John, so we'll oh. knock out one of our local teams there. That'll be at 11.30 up at Central A&M. In the 2A, St. Anthony will take on Champaign-St. Matthew. Uh, that'll be at 2.30 up at Kankakee-Bishop-McNamara. And then Tatopolis will take on East St. Louis-Lincoln at 11.30. That will be in Tolono Unity, and we'll have uh, more on that later on in the week. But, for sure. Uh, yeah, good. congratulations, and best of luck to all those area teams, like you said. Best of luck, for sure. Coming up, uh, games uh, tonight in uh, one game in girls basketball. We got Dietrich at uh, Weber Township and uh, boys basketball a slate of four uh, this evening. Charleston is at FEM. St. Anthony hosting a South Central in an NTC game. CHBC at Patoka. Martinsville at Dietrich. Tolona Unity at Newton. North Clay hosting Olney in a good matchup. Another good matchup with the Topless and uh, Casey there in Casey tonight. Robinson hosting North Vigo. West Vigo at Paris. Mattoon is at Taylorville and the two games over on our sister stations over on WCRA as the uh, Cumberland Pirates hosting uh, St. Elmo Brownstown this evening and Eric will have uh, coverage for you over on WCRA Cumberland just got ahead of the 500 mark and trying to close out the season strong here against St. Elmo. Yeah, non-conference opponent uh, Mm -hmm. taking on St. Elmo uh, tonight and a team you've already seen obviously at the St. Elmo Holiday Tournament and St. Elmo wiped the floor with Cumberland, and Coach said it was one of the most, uh, one of the worst losses they've had all year. So this Cumberland team, I think, as I as I've said, is playing differently than they have the past couple of weeks. They're starting mm-hmm. to find that groove. Can they carry it? They're a much better home team than they are a road team. This game will be at home, by the mm-hmm. way. So will Cumberland's regional. Will be at Cumberland. So. Yep. We'll see if they can kind of keep that momentum going, keep the win streak alive. Sure. I like the Pirates' chances in this one more than if it would be at St. Elmo. Yes. There's something about that uh, St. Elmo oh, gym. Does not that play good does not <laughs> for some reason. And they step in their bad juju there at uh, St. Elmo. But uh, we'll see what happens uh, tonight oh, with that one over on WCRA. And also over on uh, Jack FM, it's also a rematch of a, a tournament. It's a rematch of the uh, first round of the NTC uh, tournament, uh, for Altamont at least, at as uh, it was their first game in the tournament. It's Altamont traveling to Nioga this evening in a Battle of the Indians. And that game's over on Jack FM, and I'll have all the coverage for you over there tonight in Nioga. Yeah. Uh, I, Travis, I'm going to say it, an Indian's going to win. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. So, so. Uh, we'll see if Eric's prediction will definitely come true. And you can hear it over on Jack FM. Yeah, Altamont trying to keep that win streak alive. And you talk about a team building momentum for the postseason. They definitely are. And speaking of postseason, don't forget, coming up uh, this Thursday slash Friday, we will have seeds 
uh, for the the postseason, and we'll know where all these boys teams will be playing. So uh, look forward to that. One quick final thing before we get out of the local sports here, uh, going back to the seventh and eighth grade, Travis Rochester, mm-hmm. who we know we've crossed paths with in football, we have. Uh, in four A. They have a chance to do something I don't think I've seen, and that is they have a chance to win state in 7th and 8th grade. Both their 7th grade team will be playing for the state championship this Thursday, undefeated currently on the season, and then their 8th grade team only has three losses, and they advanced uh, to state as well. So I I don't know if I've seen an 8th. I've seen boys and girls both win, but I don't know if I've seen a 7th and 8th grade both win the same year. It's definitely hard to do. So, definitely. So good luck to them. Yeah, for for sure uh, there. And we'll be back tomorrow to uh, tell you about all these games. But right yep. now we got to step away and we got to take a more in-depth look at the uh, brackets for girls of basketball. And uh, so we'll talk about that coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. It's here. It's here. Uh, please sign here. Yes, my brand new laptop. I love... Oh, there is a scratch on the lid. Mom! Eight out of ten refurbished computers have something on the blink. So if this happens, call Worth Computer Repair. Martin can fix everything from your battery to your internal hard drive. And he'll come to you anywhere, anytime. Call Worth Computer Repair. 618-292-1002. That's 618-292-1002. Hi, this is Casey from JR Collision Centers. We would like to announce the purchase of Walk's Auto Body from Doug Walk. JR's commitment will be the same as Doug's always was. We will go above and beyond to return your vehicle to pre accident condition. We will work with you and your insurance company and keep you informed during the entire repair process. Stop by and see us at either Effingham location, 3241 South Banker Street, or 1424 East Via Avenue, or call JR Collision Centers at 877 525 5722. The Cromwell Media Group of Illinois operated radio stations WCRC, WCRA, WHQQ, WJKG, and 96.3 Classic Rock. It is an equal opportunity employer dedicated to providing broad outreach regarding job vacancies. We seek the help of local organizations in referring qualified applicants to our stations. Organizations that wish to receive our vacancy information should contact Cindy Hansen, EEO Manager, at 217-428-4487. That's 217-428-4487. 4487. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pie customer. As a small business, we're always looking for ways that we can offer the quality product and get some cost savings. Meet Michelle from J.J. Fister Distilling Company, a small business in California. When looking for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pie Insurance. We heard about Pie Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pie a call, and ended up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you can save at IWantPie.com. Plus, with pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, which means no additional bill if your business grows. We saved about 30% off of our workers' comp insurance when we switched to Pie. It's as easy as Pie to get the savings you deserve. 
Ask your agent for pie or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPie.com. That's IWantPie.com. And now. Already been postponed. Didn't think a hockey game was possible to get postponed, but I guess due to some inclement weather uh, coming in, it is. How about that? Something's not right. You don't say. The starting lineup. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. On 98.9 The Game. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Bulls dominated the fourth quarter en route to a 128-104 victory over the visiting San Antonio Spurs at the United Center. Chicago has scored the Spurs 38-19 in the fourth quarter after entering the quarter with a five-point lead. Vucevic led the way for Chicago with 22 points and 12 rebounds. And Travis, in the game of I didn't know he played for them, Andre Drummond had 21 points and 15 boards off the bench for Chicago while shooting 9 of 9 from the field. As the Bulls got their third win in a row to improve to 26-27, they visit Memphis tonight. The Blackhawks begin the second half of their season with a game against the Anaheim Ducks at the United Center tonight. Chicago's looking for a fresh start in the second half after losing three of its last four games leading up to the All-Star break. The Blackhawks are in last place in the Central Division. The Colts don't know who their head coach is, but they know they want to keep their defensive coordinator around as, according to SI.com, Indianapolis is blocking incumbent defensive coordinator Gus Bradley from interviewing for other opportunities elsewhere. Under current NFL rules, the Colts can block Bradley, who's still under contract, from interviewing for a lateral role elsewhere, but cannot block him from a coaching promotion such as head coach or assistant head coach with another NFL team. The Pacers are hoping to get out of their recent funk. Indianapolis is 10th in the Eastern Conference at 25-30. and 30. After dropping 12 of the last 14 games, the Pacers will be looking to get back in the wing column tomorrow night when they visit the Miami Heat. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hit today. Did you know Andre Drummond played for the Bulls? No, I did not. Never mind the fact he put up 21 points. The last time I followed the league, I think he was still in Detroit. I think he was too. So, yeah. Who knew? Who knew? The more you know. points for the Bulls. Hey, go Andre Drummond. <laughs> go Drummond for sure. All right, uh, let's take a look at more in-depth. I kind of ran through them pretty quickly uh, yesterday. Uh, the uh, girls' basketball postseason brackets, like Eric said, will know those uh, seeds and brackets kind of like how the girls did on Thursday. They'll reveal the seeds for boys' basketball, and then Friday they'll uh, slowly reveal the uh, brackets uh, there by Friday afternoon. Uh, these were revealed the last Friday afternoon afternoon in the KZ Westfield sectional. That's where we see a lot of our area teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one seed went to Nioga. They'll be uh, in their own regional and uh, they'll be uh, playing uh, games there on next Tuesday, February 14th. And uh, Nioga will either take on uh, the uh, 11 seed at KZ or the uh, 9 seed uh, Windsor's Two Straws uh, there in that. Uh, Windsor's Two Straws KZ game will be at Saturday at 1 o'clock in uh, Two Straws uh, there. It's going to be the lower seed we're going to be hosting uh, the uh, first round quarterfinals, I guess you'd say. And then uh, 13, Martinsville, they're going to be at the four seed at Cowden Eric Beecher City on Saturday at 2 o'clock. And uh, the 12 seed, Ramsey, 
is going to be at the AC to Cumberland at 4 o'clock there. And the winners of those two games will square off in the uh, regional semifinals there in Neoga on Tuesday. So Valentine's is going to be a heartbreaker for one of those teams. Heartbreaker. Yeah. Jam-packed with action, of course. And yes. next week, last regular season yeah. week of yep. uh, boys basketball yeah. as well. Games on Tuesday uh, as well. Not very happy with you, I just say. I don't know how you could have worked this out. but What? Uh, we got to gripe about IHSA about something. The IHSA makes us upset. I don't believe it. It probably <laughs> even though, fit into the Chicago public school system a lot better to have it on Tuesday, Travis. Yeah, even though I'm pretty sure that the athletic, all the athletic directors have to agree yes. on the dates as well. But uh, we won't blame any of them because those people are nice people. Are. We don't know any people from IHSA. I, I so that's no where one. we. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you'll have to tell me about that All right. uh, off the air. Uh, but uh, come on, what are you doing? Scheduling games on same days as boys, but uh, that's where we are. That's where we're at. Yep. And uh, also in that same uh, our, our reg- or sectional is at Arcola uh, Regional. It's uh, two seed at Tri-County. They're going to be participating both those games on Monday at Arcola, and uh, they'll either face the ninth seed at Macon Meridian or the eighth seed at Okaw Valley at 1 o'clock on Saturday is when that game will happen. And then uh, Arcola, the three seed, will either play the 11th seed Heritage or the sixth seed uh, Central A&M, and that game will be at 4 o'clock on a Saturday between those two squads. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, the two uh, semifinal games for the Arcola Regional will be on Monday, the 13th. Also on Monday, the 13th, uh, the number one seed at Tuscola, who just went down to a St. Anthony last night, uh, they'll be either taking on the 10th seed, Chrisman, or Georgetown Ridge Farm, the 7th seed. And that'll be in Georgetown at 2 o'clock on Saturday. And then uh, also uh, the 4th seed, Salt Fork, and they're hosting this regional uh, there. And they'll either face the 12th seed, Danville Swarman, or the 5th seed, Armstrong. And both those uh, regional semifinals will be on Monday there at Salt Fork. We also have the uh, North Clay Regional as well. We got the two seed at St. Anthony. They will either be playing uh, the seven seed at Dietrich or the uh, six seed at South Central. And that game will be in uh, Farina on a Saturday at six o'clock. And then uh, also on Saturday at seven o'clock, it'll be the uh, 10 seed Altamont scoring off against the five seed uh, North Clay as well. The winner of that one will advance uh, to a Tuesday's matchup against the three seed of Brownstown uh, St. Elmo. Mm-hmm. And that's significant because a North Clay, it's a St. Anthony, the winner of South Central Dietrich on Monday, and then on Tuesday it'll be the other semifinal game. And then the regional championship will all be on Friday, and all of the let's see, you got the Arcola regional championship will all be on Friday. Neoga regional championship, the only one in our uh, sectional South Fork regional championship will be on Thursday uh, there. So. Um, that's where the majority of our teams lie. Yep. They're at 1A. Yeah, there's a couple other ones kind of spread throughout, but not sure. enough uh, to, to really mention them. A, a lot of Lincoln Prairie teams kind of in are, other, yeah. other areas, um, as well as uh, Red Hill I saw is in a, in a different sectional. I think they're in the Lexington sectional um, there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that KZ sectional is going to be the one to watch. Mm-hmm. Pretty stacked the teams, it and uh, KZ sectional will uh, also happen on a Tuesday of the uh, uh, February the twenty first, and then the sectional championship will be on a Thursday, uh, February twenty third, and uh, this will all culminate with the uh, winners of that KZ sectional taking on the winner of the Christopher sectional, and that will go on to the uh, Super sectional, which is here in FEM this year. Mm-hmm. It'll be hosted at the Inlow Center there 
uh, for St. Anthony, and that will be on Monday, February 27th, and then it all culminates in the first weekend of March as it's at Redbird Arena there for uh, the uh, championship uh, games on uh, Thursday, March 2nd, and uh, culminating with the championship games happening on the uh, 4th there. Let's take a look at uh, 2A uh, Totopolis. Uh, they're the number one seed in the Carmine White County Regional. It's uh, quite a ways to uh, yeah. travel for uh, their regional and uh, tough scheduling uh, here. I know it probably would have made a little bit more sense for Flora, but uh, Robinson down there who end up going to the Flora Regional, they're pretty uh, far away from Carmine White County uh, as well, and they're pretty far away from Flora. I think uh, that I was doing some quick research. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just a little bit closer or a little bit more farther away uh, than Totopolis is from Flora. Uh, but Totopolis, they're the number one seed. They're going to be either playing uh, a Palestine or the uh, 10th seed at Carmine White County. And I'll be at Carmine White County at Saturday at 1 o'clock for the 10 versus the 11. And uh, also in that Carmine White County is the uh, 4 seed Fairfield. They'll either be playing the 12 seed Lawrenceville or the 5 seed Mount Carmel. Whenever that one will be determined on Saturday at 1 o'clock in Mount Carmel. And both of those regional semifinals games there will be on Monday uh, the 13th there. Also in the same uh, sectional, it's the Pena sectional here. And that's where we see uh, Pena. They're the two seed and they're going to be in the Warrensburg-Latham regional. They'll either take on uh, the eight seed Clinton or the six seed Moroa Forsyth. That'll be in Moroa on Saturday. One o'clock, by the way. That's when you want to do it on a Saturday. If you're going to yeah, play perfect. a game on a Saturday, do it at one o'clock. Uh, then uh, also uh, the three seed Tolono Unity will take on the winner of Sagamon Valley or the five seed of Warrensburg-Latham. And that will the five versus the 10 will happen on Saturday at five o'clock in Warrensburg. And then these two regional semifinals will happen on Tuesday. Uh, we also have the uh, Paris regional. It's the number one seed uh, Paris. They'll either be uh, taking on the 11 seed Shelbyville or the ninth seed Sullivan. And that will be determined on Saturday at uh, one o'clock in Sullivan. And then the four seed Ala will either take on Monticello, the 12 seed or the seven seed Downs Tri-Valley in Downs Tri-Valley this Saturday at one o'clock. And the two regional semifinals games will be on Monday, the 13th there for the Paris regional. Mm -hmm. And then in the Flora Regional. It's the two-seed Robinson, and they'll either be taking on uh, the eight-seed Salem or the seven-seed Marshall, and that'll be in Marshall at three o'clock. Will be the seven versus eight matchup, and then the uh, three-seed Vandalia. They'll either take on uh, the nine-seed Flora or the six-seed Newton, and that game will be at a two o'clock. Even though on IHSA it says two a.m. I hope it's a two a.m. game. No. I'd be there. I'd be there for it. <laughs> I was say maybe you would. I was say it's in Newton at two a.m. I'll be there. I'll be up. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect time. Yes, I'll be there. But the two uh, uh, winners, I'll live tweet it of those games on Saturday. will take on Robinson and uh, Vandalia on Monday the thirteenth, and uh, the uh, regional championships looks like all of them will be on a Thursday of February sixteenth. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the winners so of these regional games will advance to the Pena sectional on Tuesday. Uh, February 21st and then the sectional championship on the 23rd uh, there and uh, then uh, this will all culminate in the super sectional which is hosted by Salem this year and uh, they'll take on the winner of the DeCoin sectional. Travis you know I love upsets you know I love underdogs mm -hmm. this is the one bracket I hope goes chalk because I want to see Pena and Totopolis in that 
uh, sectional semifinal. I want to see Paris and Robinson in that sectional semifinal, and I want Paris and Tatopoulos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, 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 that's what I want. If I'm penciling this bracket in of what I want, mm-hmm. that's, that's the matchups want. I want. For sure. Yeah, definitely want to see uh, Paris and Robinson matching up with everything on the line there. Yep. See if Robinson uh, can pull off the upset. They already did it It'd in the, the regular season time. matchup. Yeah. Yeah, and third matchup between the two schools. So we got to get the rubber match there. Yep. And what better way in the sectional semifinal? And if that happens, then I think we can officially declare whoever the winner yes. is the conference champion. Right, exactly. And uh, then uh, in uh, 3A, that's where we see Effingham. They'll be in the Mattoon Regional. They'll take on the Knights seed Charleston on Monday and then also there in Mattoon on Monday will be the three seed Mattoon against the five seed only regional championship will be on Friday the uh, 17th and the winner of that Mattoon regional will take on the winner of the Highland regional in the Centralia sectional there we also have in the uh, Mascuda regional the three seed Taylorville will take on the six seed St. Louis at 730 on Monday in the Rochester sectional uh, below that you have the number one seed uh, Lincoln there in the Bloomington regional they'll take on the seven seed Rantoul there on Tuesday at six o'clock also in that same sectional it's Mount Zion they're the two seed they'll play Decatur Eisenhower at the Decatur Eisenhower regional on Tuesday at uh, six o'clock there and then Muhammad Seymour, the two seed, will take on the eight seed at Danville, and Muhammad's the regional host, and that'll be on a Tuesday, of February fourteenth, at six o'clock there. And I think that is pretty much all the uh, all the Apollo teams. Got them just in time. Three, got them in uh, just at the very last second. Yes. And we're up against the clock, and we'll be back to uh, talk some basketball. Let's close it out with college basketball and the NBA, whatever we can get to here to close out the show. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Imagine the possibilities with Tatopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Tatopolis State Bank. In Tatopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now, Illinois, they won barely. And I, I had to laugh because after the game, Mr. C.J. Frederick for Iowa started crying. He's never been played like that before defensively. He just couldn't get open. They were grabbing him all game. He was fouled on every possession. They just wouldn't let me get open. The starting lineup. Start the crybaby sound effect. <laughs> Illinois wouldn't let him open. He was crying after the game. On 98.9 The Game. CJ Frederick. 
Get out of my gym. Welcome to the Big Ten, fella. Welcome back in here to the uh, starting lineup. Don't have a lot of time left here on 98.9, but just catch us in the uh, pod for more conversation. Last night in college basketball, it was uh, Kansas taking down the number five Texas Longhorns by eight there in Allen Fieldhouse. It was 88-80 to 80 was the uh, final. And then also in top 25 last night, it was 19 Miami blowing out Duke 81 to 59. So, so much for the Blue Devils receiving votes. In the uh, polls. The mm-hmm. out city there uh, for the U last night. And that was all in uh, top 25. And uh, the Big Ten didn't have any games last night. Of course, uh, the Big Ten uh, tonight, we were supposed to have that Minnesota-Illinois game. But we let off the show with that. So you know everything to know about that. Uh, but we also have number 24, Rutgers, taking on number 18, Indiana. Indiana just coming off an upset of uh, Purdue. And that's at 530. And then uh, Maryland is scoring off against uh, Michigan State. As well, top 25 action for tonight. We got a number 10 Marquette against 21 UConn. We have number 22 NC State against number eight Virginia, and number 17 a TCU. Big 10 or Big 12 championship game in football. This is not 17 TCU against the 12 Kansas State uh, there in a college basketball uh, tonight. There, so uh, let's see. Uh, run through uh, the uh, NBA. Uh, quickly, of course, uh, tonight all eyes will be there in Los Angeles as at uh, 9 o'clock on TNT, uh, the uh, Thunder and uh, Lakers. Uh, Lakers, uh, LeBron closing in on uh, Kareem's record. May not get it uh, tonight, but uh, we'll all be uh, watching and We'll see if he uh, breaks the record. Uh, there he was kind of uh, open about uh, Michael Will with Michael Wilbon the other day, and we won't get into any of the quotes that he said about just being. He wants to do. He just wants to do normal things. Eric. He wants to live a normal life. He's not complaining, but he just wants to be normal. How many? How many points away is he? Oh gosh, um, like thirty-eight, I think. Something like that. The over/under on sports books for LeBron points tonight, Travis, thirty-two and a half. Mm, how close is LeBron? I think he's 38. That sounds right. Uh, 36 points 36. away. 36, so 32 and a half. Mm-hmm. He can still hit the over for you and not break the record. And I hope he doesn't break the record because we have the Lakers on Thursday. <laughs> exactly. I want to make sure we have that game. Thanks, <laughs> Illinois, for canceling. Could have had the Laker game tonight. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. Doesn't, uh, doesn't happen there, bud. Uh, LeBron uh, closing in, uh, so uh, that's what we'll uh, be watching out for uh, tonight. Not in a the doubt, NBA. the second greatest basketball player of all time. Yep, not a uh, not a doubt. No questions here. Yep. No arguments here. Yeah, solidly number two. <laughs> From that. And he says that he doesn't want to break it on a free throw. He wants to do it uh, something else. I hope he like breaks a, a free throw or... if he's a point away. Yes, I think he probably <laughs> How would. How much are you willing to sacrifice, LeBron? <laughs> yeah, I think he probably would. <laughs> All right, so that does it uh, for us for here on the Treasure Radio. We, we still got more stuff to uh, talk about in uh, the uh, pod. We'll run through the NBA from last night, NHL, and also got some NFL news and uh, notes as well. And Eric's countdown continues there as and well. And live golf. We'll talk live. And live. <laughs> it's something negative uh, about yes. live, so yes, we'll, we'll mention talk it. about it. Okay, so coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Fitz and Harry, so enjoy.
Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Nope, not on 98.9. Did it again. Gosh darn it. Well, uh, I was just in in a rhythm, you know. I like it, though. But All right, we're not on 98.9, but we're here in uh, the uh, pod. And uh, coming up here in uh, the uh, pod, still got stuff to uh, clean up from last night from the NBA. Also, uh, the uh, start of the uh, second half for the NHL underway last night and uh, some NFL news and notes as well with the uh, Super Bowl, the big game upon us. And uh, Sean Payton, new sheriff in town there in uh, Denver, showing up and laying down some rules as well there. So uh, we'll talk about that as well as NASCAR countdown, Eric's countdown. It continues top 75 moments in NASCAR history, counting down to Daytona, according to Eric, coming up in a little bit. So that is all here on the way on the pod. Is there anything on sports in there that you uh, yeah, want to clean up over there? Yeah, let's go ahead and let's discuss a couple things here. Uh, Arizona oh, Cardinals. You want to talk about Liv. What? Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Liv. Don't worry. Uh, Arizona Cardinal wide receiver A.J. Green is announcing his retirement from football. Green was drafted by the Bengals in 2011, went on to play with the team for 10 seasons, spent the last two with the Cardinals, and ends his career with 70 receiving touchdowns. In Instagram post, Green thanked everyone who supported him throughout his career, so the next chapter begins now. Hmm. The Vikings are hiring a former Steelers coach as their new defensive coordinator. Minnesota announced on Monday that Brian Flores would be the new D.C. next season. Flores was linebacker coach in Pittsburgh last season and was fired from the Dolphins head coaching job after 2021. The new defensive coordinator joins head coach Kevin O'Connell, who played quarterback for the Patriots while Flores was the special teams assistant back in 2008. Flores spent 15 years under Bill Belichick in New England. He replaces former defensive coordinator Ed Don. Dontell, who was fired from Minnesota, ended the season 31st in yards allowed. Tom Brady says he's going to most likely start his broadcasting career with Fox in the fall of next year. Brady revealed the news during a radio show. I'm not going to say what because it's not an ESPN show. The seven-time Super Bowl winner announced his retirement last week. Brady signed a 10-year deal worth $375 million to become the number one football analyst for the network once he retired. Longtime quarterback said, quote, decompression is important, end quote, and he wants to, quote, take some time to really learn and become great at what he wants to do. Yep, uh, that's right. Uh, not going to start until uh, next fall. Yep. So he was offered as well, talked about uh, possibly starting with the uh, coverage for the Super Bowl due to Fox having it this year, but he declined. So uh, not going to happen until 2024. So uh, another year for Greg Olson. Yes, Greg Olson's on really happy. One. That gives him another year to get his resume out there. Right, definitely. Uh, and the sale of the Suns has been approved by the NBA. The league announced last night that the purchase of the Suns by billionaire mortgage broker Matt Ishbia has been approved. He is expected to be introduced as the new majority owner today. In other news, ESPN reported earlier Monday that Suns president and CEO Jason Raleigh has resigned from his positions. That does it for a year. Uh, Sports Center, unless you want me to talk about live. 
living the dream. Um, yeah, let's get let's get to that. All right. So Liv, basically, there's a whole lawsuit going on between Liv and PGA, blah blah blah, and PGA wants to delay the the motion. And uh, basically, I'm not getting into all that. That's not what we're we're talking about. Uh, the 2024 uh, trial date. So this is January 2024. Uh, the PGA Tour has requested to move it back due to uh, the public investment fund as well as uh, the owner of Liv failing to comply with the discovery and depositions in this lawsuit. Now, they have since said, the Liv Golf attorneys, uh, uh, attorneys has said this. Are you ready for this, Travis? What's that? Delay. Well, first, we'll do the whole quote. Mm-hmm. The tour's motion to amend should be denied because the amendment would be futile would cause unfair prejudice and unduly delayed and is obviously intended to inappropriately delay the case and resolution of plaintiff's antitrust claims. Remember, it is the people who are suing, which is uh, um, Liv is suing PGA Tour, but they're saying that the Liv people not providing deposition is going to hurt, uh, it would be futile, which to me is just absolutely insane but the the, the attorney continues this is the great part delay will equally harm live because the tour continues its anti-competitive conduct while the litigation is pending the tour has damaged lives brand driven up its cost to hundreds of millions of dollars and driven down revenues to virtually zero virtually zero i don't know if it's the the you know the the attorney trying his best to make it sound bad Mm-hmm. But if he just admitted that last year Liv made no money and this year they're adding more tournaments and they have a TV deal with production costs that Liv is having to fund, remember, CW is not paying for anything. Mm-hmm. Liv is paying to be on the CW. Yeah. Travis, this is not going to last, <laughs> especially the salaries Zero. they're paying those players. Right. Not going to last. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Virtually zero. Hmm. That's not a good look. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, live. Good old live. Virtually zero. Nice. So, yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that live is saying, basically, we made zero money last year. <laughs> right. I find that awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, that's all I want to talk about with live. Gotcha. Uh, I was a little worried uh, a little bit when you were talking about Liv there of uh, following a Twitter account here of them doing some work uh, at the old course in St. Andrews. Uh, there, I thought they were taking out the old bridge. Oh, no, they better not. No, they were just uh, – look how – I don't know if you can see it from the computer. That's why they were removing this little area, this uh. patio area that they uh, were uh, – that they literally just installed, and now they're removing it. That's not a good idea. No, not at all. Have that in play on the golf course? Are you kidding me? Who? Yeah. Who decided that was a good idea? No, but that's the only work that they're doing. They're not taking down the bridge at the old course. Good. St. Andrews. So I was a little worried there. So, all right. Uh, let's uh, take a look at uh, NBA uh, from uh, last night. Uh, the Celtics. They beat the Pistons 199. Uh, Jason Tatum goes off for 34. Including a big dunk, uh, Cavs beat the Wizards 114 to uh, 91. Uh, Clippers over the uh, Nets 124 to 116. And uh, no, uh, was there no KD, no Kyrie. So uh, is that 
Thomas Cam Thomas going for forty seven for the Knicks. household name. Who? Uh, like Eric mentioned in the Sports Center head, the Bulls press a fourth quarter, one twenty eight to one hundred four over the uh, Spurs. Uh, Kings by twenty over the Rockets, one forty to one twenty. Who's the Mavericks over the Jazz, one twenty four to one eleven. Warriors one forty one over the Thunder, one fourteen. Uh, Clay Thompson goes off for a 42, 12 threes last night for Clay, and uh, the Bucks over the uh, Trailblazers one twenty seven to one o eight. Slow night for Giannis twenty four points, thirteen rebounds, and uh, Dame Lillard only had twenty eight points last night. Like I mentioned, all eyes are on L.A. for the Thunder and Lakers game tonight. But also going on, the Knicks and Magic, Suns and the Nets. So uh, talked about the other day, the the Suns trying to acquire KD. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be in Brooklyn tonight. Uh, so maybe a little uh, recruiting going on. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Uh, we also got the Hawks, Pelicans, and uh, Bulls will be in Memphis take on the Grizzlies, T-Wolves, Nuggets, and uh, the Thunder and the Lakers, the second game on TNT. The first game was that Nets and Suns game uh, there in Brooklyn. So uh, that's what's happening in the NBA. Mavs play tonight? Mavs do not play ah, tonight. They're the new tomorrow. look duo. I think tomorrow should be the uh, debut, uh, possibly. Luca may not play, but. Right. Uh, of course. Of course not. <laughs> uh, the second half for the NHL is underway, and the Panthers are off and running a seven to one over the Lightning. The mm-hmm. over probably hit in that one. Seven goals by Florida last night. Uh, Kachuk going a couple goals, three assists. A big night for him after being MVP of the All Star game. Uh, the Islanders over the Flyers, two to one. They also have the Rangers and OT over the Flames, five to four. Also, overtime went to the Devils and Canucks, and this was also 5-4. to four. And It was New Jersey taking the win over Vancouver. Also in a shootout, it was the Dallas Stars over the Anaheim Ducks, 3-2. to two. And then it was the Coyotes, also 3-2 to two over the Wild there. So, two 3-2 games, two 5-4 to four games. Hmm. And a seven to one. And a seven to one. Got to throw that seven to one in there. <laughs> uh, what a night in the NHL to start off the second half. Oh, what a night! Uh, we got uh, games going on this evening: Avalanche, Penguins, Sharks, Lightning, Edmonton, and Detroit to take on the Red Wings, Kraken, Islanders, uh, Knights, Predators, Ducks, and a Blackhawks on tap for this evening. All right, NBA, NHL, we got through it. And I wanted to uh, mention about the uh, NFL news and the notes. Uh, Sean Payton was in the uh, Denver Broncos facilities uh, yesterday. And he's kind of axed the idea of Russell Wilson's uh, personal QB coach or uh, some personal coaches that uh, Russell Wilson had in the building uh, last year. Uh, he kind of was like, I'm not familiar with all that, and uh, that's not how he wants to do things. So uh, the uh, QB coach for Russell Wilson won't be in the facility uh, this year. So no uh, special treatment for Russ this time around in the Broncos facility. Uh, one of the uh, changes coming for uh, Sean Payton. A good one. Sure. Good change. I like it. Obviously, it didn't work last year. Yeah, it so did not work out, out at all. Get out. 
Um, he was asked if Wilson would continue to have a personal quarterback coach uh, as well as other support personnel to work with the quarterback in the building. Uh, Peyton was clear on where he stood. Uh, quote, I'm not too familiar with that. Uh, that is foreign to me, and that's not going to take place. I'm unfamiliar with it. Our staff will be here. Our players will be here, and that will be it. So uh, no more personal coaches for Russell Wilson in the uh, building Uh, No special treatment for uh, the quarterback. He's got some uh, imaging uh, rehab to do and uh, some uh, rapport with his teammates. Uh, Needs to be built back up with uh, Russ. And uh, Sean Payton also uh, showed off a little thing, uh, shouting out uh, the uh, two EIU alums with a picture next to uh, uh, Shanahan's Steakhouse or uh, something like that. And so uh, amazing where two uh, EIU quarterbacks can uh, can go with uh, Sean Payton and Mike Shanahan uh, there in Denver there. So didn't uh, realize that connection until now. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, there it is. EIU connection E-I-U, out there E-I-U. in Denver. So I uh, got through the NBA, got through college basketball, got through uh, the NFL, got through the brackets. Okay. Uh, so I think the only thing left is NASCAR, right? Yeah, let's do it. All right, NASCAR uh, countdown to uh, Daytona continues. Yes, five more. Five more in the canon. Be up through 40 after today. So let's start number 44, Travis, and that is Kurt Busch in 2004, winning the first ever chase for the cup when NASCAR implemented the first edition of the playoff system and everyone hated it and no one liked it, but Kurt Busch ended up getting his only championship via the uh, The chase chase for the the cup, cup. as it was called back then. And in that final race at Homestead, he almost had near disaster. His tire came off. He had a loose wheel, he said, coming to pit road. Tire fell off right at the end of pit road, and he was inches away from just hitting the very end of pit road uh, head on. So, uh very lucky, and Kurt Busch got his win. All right. Wow. Now we're going to go to nine, uh, number 43, and we're going back to 1989, Travis. It was the all-star race in Charlotte, and that is where I mentioned yesterday a double turn. A double turn. A double turn happened as Rusty Wallace spun out Daryl Waltrip in the uh, towards the end of that race uh, with two laps to go. Waltrip uh, would famously said Waltrip was kind of not looked at as a good guy entering that race because he was feeding with Earnhardt. You know, anyone back in the 80s who feuded with Dale Earnhardt was public enemy number one to most NASCAR fans. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Daryl Waltrip, that's where he got the nickname Jaws from because he runs his mouth so much, as as, uh, people said. And and, uh, uh, Daryl Waltrip then called uh, Earnhardt old Ironhead. So (laughs) they they, they traded burbs back and forth. But it was this race, the all-star race, Rusty Wallace spun out. Daryl Waltrip won the race, which ended up being... A $200,000 prize for Rusty Wallace. And afterwards, uh, after there was a fight that ensued between the pit crews, uh, Daryl Waltrip commented and said, I just hope he chokes on that $200,000. That's all I can say. (laughs) And so that kind of turned Daryl Waltrip into a good guy. And Rusty Wallace then became villain number one for the NASCAR community. And Rusty would actually go on to win that 1989 championship. So, then he had the Earnhardt fans who didn't like him because he took the championship away from Earnhardt. So uh, Rusty became uh, the bad guy there in that situation. So there's your, there's your double oh, turn. Oh, man, the double turn. Classic double turn. 
Uh, from, <laughs> from NASCAR. I didn't expect that, did no, you? No, I did not. All right. Uh, now we're going to number 42, and we're going to the 1990 Daytona 500. This is one of the most famous uh, Daytona 500s because Dale Earnhardt dominated, led most of that race, entering the final turn, cuts a tire. Derek Cope goes around and gets the biggest win of Derek Cope's career. And uh, that just it was another moment of Earnhardt 500 something happens this time he ran over a piece of debris on the backstretch cut down a tire went into the turn and it car you know almost spun out on him Derek cope was able to go by and get the daytona 500 win and the the video i'll never forget is they kept showing uh earnhardt's wife Teresa uh at the time on the broadcast as she's listening to the radio and watching and she's so excited and then it cuts to her after the tire incident and she's crying and she's holding a kid and the kid is crying and it's just you feel so bad but it was just another moment in that Dale Earnhardt Daytona 500 rivalry i mean he respected the Daytona 500 but i think deep down inside he could not stand going there because he was always so good but something weird always happened one year he hit a seagull on the back stretch and lost the race because he hit a seagull. Like, what are the odds of a seagull Jeez. being on the backstretch? Yeah. <laughs> it happened to be there, and Dale Earnhardt hit it. So uh, 1990 yeah. was kind of his most famous one. Yeah, especially if he, had domi- if he dominated the whole oh, race. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was the man. He was in charge mm-hmm. of that race. He was going to win. And just because it, it, there were just four cars lined up, so they didn't have enough of a push to get around him on their own. And then just going into that last turn, he gets off the gas and – runs up and Derek Cope was famously said, I thought I, I was going to hit him because he's like, I, he was there. And then all of a sudden he was gone and he just vanished and he cut a tire down. Mm. And it was a perfect example of this underfunded team ended up winning the Daytona 500 because Dale Earnhardt had a tire go down. So wow, crazy. Wow. Number 41. We're sticking with the Daytona 500 and we are going to 2018. And that was the year that Austin Dillon won the Daytona 500. And it's more so because of the call from Mike Joy in the, in the Fox booth. Um, as he realizes in live action, as it's happening, um, because Eric Almarola was leading, entering the final turn, Austin Dillon bumped him. Almarola spun out. They're coming off a of turn four and Austin Dillon's in the lead. And Mike Joy just goes, Austin Dillon is leading in the three 20 years after Earnhardt tried for 20 years. It was the 20-year anniversary of Earnhardt winning his 500 after 20 years of trying. So it was just the symmetry of it and the announcer, and, and maybe it's me because I'm, I'm an announcer, but hearing him realize it in real time that this is the 20-year anniversary of Dale Earnhardt winning the 500, and here comes the three to win the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. And it was just a cool moment because no one had talked about it all week. It wasn't like it was a storyline of, you know, oh, 20th anniversary of Dale Earnhardt winning the 500. And yeah, it, it was just totally out of the blue. And him realizing it coming off that last turn and the excitement in his voice that came with it, it was just really cool. It was a really cool moment. Wow. And number yeah. 40, Jimmy Johnson winning his seventh championship. Uh, do I think that Jimmy Johnson is one of the greatest of all time? I do not. Sorry, Jimmy. Um, seven championships. Seven, but he won them in the playoffs. It's different. And people say the playoffs are harder. I disagree because I think you got to be a better race car driver to have a season-long championship mm-hmm. as opposed to just winning a playoff. Mm. 
But yeah. I'll I'll rest my case there. <laughs> uh, so when Jimmy Johnson won his seventh, that is number 40. And that will do it for today's five NASCAR moments. Travis, coming up tomorrow on our list of NASCAR moments, we'll have uh, an accident. Uh, we'll have uh, a duel. A um, couple accidents, a duel, uh, uh, tragically another death, and a walk-off winner. A walk-off winner. Didn't know you had walk-offs in NASCAR, did you? No. Well, you're going to find out about it tomorrow on our NASCAR 75th Anniversary Spectacular. Moments. Memories. Spectacular. And all that fun stuff. Hmm. So, that's all I got. All you got. All right, so we'll be uh, listening in uh, for uh, for that, mm-hmm. for the countdown as yep. it continues tomorrow. And we'll be back to uh, break down all the uh, games that uh, go on uh, tonight. So we're going to get out of here for the day. Have a, a great rest of your day, night, evening, whatever it is. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. Until tomorrow, peace out. Bye.